Now let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our scripture readings for today are from the New Revised Standard Version Bible, and our first reading is from Acts chapter 8, verses 14 through 17. Now when the apostles at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. The two went down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit, for as yet the Spirit had not come upon any of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Our next reading is from Luke chapter 3, verses 15 through 17 and 21 and 22. As the people were filled with expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. And this week we look at baptism in the Holy Spirit, And our main reading for today is Luke's account of Jesus' own baptism by John the Baptist. It's an interesting thing, and I think one of the reasons I find it so interesting is that there's a lot of questions out there about why Jesus was baptized at all. And one might think that it's not such a big question, but there's a lot of explanation from scholars and such that discuss this. We can see some tension in the text from this issue. One of the reasons is that when we think about baptism, we hear about a call for repentance of sins. And John talks about how much greater Jesus is than he is. In our reading today, John says that he's baptizing with water, but one more powerful than he is is going to come, and he's not worthy to even untie the thong of his sandals, that he will baptize with the Holy Spirit. But then John baptizes Jesus. One could ask why John would need to baptize one greater than he is. And there's a lot of different explanations out there. It's caused many problems if you go back into Christian history. But honestly, I think the one that really stands out for me is a rather simple explanation that doesn't require a whole lot of overthinking and a lot of grand explanation. He was setting an example. We can explain it a lot of ways, but really that's the easiest of them. That Jesus wanted to be baptized just like everyone else to show his dedication, to show that even he would go and be baptized, to show that it was what needed to be done. After his baptism, they're praying. And the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended like a dove. A voice comes from heaven saying, You are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. In Acts, we see the baptism of the Holy Spirit when Peter and John go to Samaria. They go there to bless those who have accepted the word of God. 
They have been baptized in the name of Jesus through the water. So they lay hands on them and they receive the Holy Spirit. All of this got me to thinking about baptism and the Holy Spirit in general. And the biggest question is what it means to us now. There's a lot of different directions we could go, but this is the question that came to my mind. Especially thinking about what the baptismal promises that we make are. We talk about renouncing wickedness, repenting of sin, resisting evil and justice and oppression in whatever forms they take, showing our dedication to Christ. That we'll do all that we can to follow Christ in all the ways he taught us to help one another. But I raised an interesting question. Because the question really for me becomes, what does it mean to you to be a Christian? And that question matters a lot. I don't know that it's one that we contemplate nearly as much as we should. Because the answer should guide us in everything. It should be the driving force behind whatever it is we do, whatever it is we say, whatever it is we don't do. It made me think about how little we may actually think about what baptism means to us. It made me wonder how often we think about the Holy Spirit as a guiding and leading force in our lives. As I was thinking about all this, I started thinking about this new outlook in this new year. And I realized that if we don't have a good answer for what it means for us to be a follower of Christ, to be a Christian, then we're not going to be able to show others why they would want to live a life in Christ. For me, it came back to this idea of Jesus setting an example for others. Jesus could have shown up, had John tell him that he should be baptizing him, not the other way around. Jesus could have said that John was right, that he would begin baptizing people. Instead, Jesus shows how his ministry will work through servant leadership. He shows his commitment to his teaching by being an example of what needs to be done. Not by saying that he's above such things, but by showing how we should all be. In being baptized by John, he shows the need for baptism by all. Not by telling people just to do as he says, but by showing what to do. And this is such a huge thing. It sets the tone for the rest of his ministry, echoed throughout the gospel. Not that Jesus is outside of everything or above what we must do, but that he is right there with us. He's with the people, telling them to watch what he does and do likewise. And I think that's important because it's easy to get lost in all of the things that we say. It's easy to get lost in theological constructs. It's easy to get caught up in thinking the biggest thing is saying, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Because I don't think it's so much saying the words as it is to act on them. I'm not saying faith in Christ isn't important. I'm saying that showing that our words have meaning is important. We can say all sorts of things. But the only way to know that we mean it 
is by doing. It'd be one thing for Jesus to say baptism is important. It's another for him to be baptized to demonstrate how important it is. In the same way, it is important for us to speak of our faith in Christ, but demonstrating it by following what he taught, by loving one another, and the, is the way that we show our faith is genuine. When the Spirit descends, it descends because of faith. And it continues to move because of faith. But it isn't some random thing that just happens. We see the Holy Spirit acting through people. We see the Holy Spirit moving through those who accept it. That when the Spirit descends, it comes to help us do all those things we do to show our love of God and our commitment to following Christ. The Spirit helps us to show Christ to others. I've been thinking a lot about evangelism for this coming year. Too often, the idea of baptism is that we are brought into the church and that's it. We don't think about baptism as a current commitment that we have made. We don't think about the Spirit acting in our lives through our baptism. How often do we think about the Holy Spirit acting through us? How often do we instead look for it somewhere else instead of within? Watching and waiting and looking around. I started to wonder how well we can tell others about what we believe. How do you show people that you believe in God the Father? How do you demonstrate that you believe in Jesus Christ? How can you show that you believe in the Holy Spirit? Do you simply tell people? Is it something you just say? Or do we let our faith be known by showing what it gives us? Showing how we act? Is our evangelism our words about Christ? Or is it that we demonstrate what a life in Christ is? is. I think the best effort we can make in evangelism is that we live in a way that shows our faith. It's interesting to me that baptism is the beginning of Christ's public ministry. That Jesus is baptized by John and then goes out to begin teaching and doing all the things that we read about in the Gospels. In Mark and in John... That's really where the Gospels begin. In Matthew and Luke, we get brief birth stories. And the next thing we really have is Christ's baptism and his ministry begins. Jesus is baptized by John and goes out to begin teaching and doing all the things that we read about and we see this idea of a twofold baptism by water and the Spirit. Christ is baptized and the Holy Spirit descends like a dove. In Acts, they baptized with water, and then Peter and John go to lay hands on the believers so that they too will have the Holy Spirit be within them. They go and do so that others are empowered to go and do. The Spirit will be there to help guide and lead them to give them the strength they need to remain strong in their faith because it is a sign of commitment. 
but it only means something if it is active. Too often we think the Holy Spirit will be there and we'll just wait for what comes next. That we'll wait for him to say, go left or go right. But we can't go left or go right if we are standing still. We have to get up and move. And I think that's one of the big lessons for me in all of this. We cannot be standing still if we expect the Spirit to guide us. Too often the church is seen as being in a holding pattern, waiting to move, waiting to go out and do. But the church isn't meant to be holding still. The church is meant to be active. Our faith is meant to be an active faith. So in this new year, I encourage you to once again invite the Holy Spirit in. Whether it be the first time, the hundredth time, or so many times you've lost count. Remember what baptism means to you. What your commitment means by your actions. That we all work to make our commitment to God visible in our daily lives, doing all that we can to help others. Doing all that we can to show why we have faith. Because when people see it in you, you've given a stronger testimony to Christ than anything anyone will ever say. I could stand up here and talk for hour upon hour, day upon day. But it's what we do. Because when people see it, they want to know why. They'll want the Holy Spirit in their lives when they see how it moves in yours. By being an example of the joy that we have in Christ, we open the door for others to want to share in that life. What it means to be baptized by water and the Spirit. What it means to follow our risen Savior. Because words simply cannot contain everything that Jesus is for us. Everything that God means to us. All that we rely on the Holy Spirit for. We show it by doing and we show it by being so that we can show the Spirit moving in the world here and now. So that we can show that Christ is with us forever and always. We become an act of evangelism by going and being the body of Christ for others. And we open the door to invite all to God's table. Amen.